0: welcome back spooky people this is that spooky life and i am your host miranda and i'm happy that you have decided to join us today for part two of the inspiration house shenanigans that i recently had an amazing time in ohio with so if you have not listened to last week it's probably not entirely necessary to go back and listen to them in order because It's a different day, so it was all a bunch of separate experiences, but I would personally recommend that you go back and listen to the first part so that you can see how I got to the cozy haunted retreat that was so spooky for which we will be continuing our story today. The first day was full of little surprises and and spooky fun times, but I will say it really started to pick up on day two at Inspiration House when the few people who were who were convening together actually arrived. And I will say that it was just it was all over the place. So the night before I'd taken a shower, had been in a car all day, was gonna sleep really well, and I slept like a stone, I'm not even gonna lie. If I had any dreams or anything like that, I don't remember a single one of them. In the morning, woke up, putted around, got ready, made some coffee, we're getting ready for other people to arrive and i was talking to cat who was with me and we were the of course as i mentioned last week we were the first to arrive so we were the only two there for for the first part of it we were talking and in the middle of our conversation up in the creator suite i heard like this scratching noise already stuff had happened to the point that i was like what what is that what is that noise well it turns out that there are some christmas lights on the outside of the house were fairy lights since it's not christmas technically and when the wind would blow which it was very blustery most of the time that we were there when the wind would blow they would hit up against the house and it sounded like this horrible scratching noise so i had like this startlement of a moment and was like oh god and then we were like oh no no, no. it's it's the lights on the outside of the door frame and then as we were debating this. And this happened a lot faster than what I am going to be able to tell it. Like it happened, it didn't even take a full minute. So the scratching noise happened, we stopped conversation, listened, figured out what it was, and then the doorknob turned from the outside. So you would say, well, it was windy outside. What if it was just like door pressure? I don't mean like the door repositioned and the handle jiggled a little bit. I mean the door handle turned as if somebody was trying to get in from the outside or out from the inside and there's a there's a window in this door so you can see if there's somebody standing outside and there was not and no one else was there and it happened twice as we watched and at first it was like oh scratching noises oh dear wait so one was immediately debunked and it was like ah but there was not time to like enjoy that relaxing moment because the doorknob just turned by itself it wasn't by itself it had it had aid it was just not physical aid so we continue getting ready preparing for other people to to arrive and i hear the like a woman cough and so i wrote it off i was like oh it must be one of the neighbors or something you know there's there's houses pretty close and so i went to the window and looked out and there was no one. And when I tell you, it was loud and tangible enough that I thought someone had arrived or it was a neighbor. I had gone to the window to see if someone else had arrived. and of course, they had not. There was no one there. It sounded like someone below the window had coughed and both Kat and I were accounted for. So downstairs we go, and socializing had begun. People had started to arrive. And at one point when I was passing through the house, I thought someone was in the museum room because I saw footsteps like full size, full person, not not little doll feet or anything. But I saw full size, like footsteps, shadows move under the frame of the door. Of course, it's an old door. It's settled oddly. And there's there's a gap between the floor, which is wood flooring and then this old door. I was like, oh, who's in the museum room? And I went and I opened the museum room door and there was nobody in there. So that was spooky. And as the day continued and folks had come over for social distancing hangout and we were there to visit, we were telling them all about, you know, doors closing, footsteps and the sounds that we'd heard. Told them about seeing the footsteps under the door. It was pointed out to us that there was equipment in the museum room we were all about we're like okay well obviously we're gonna have to go actually try and investigate and see if we can get any evidence or evps or something like that and many of the experiences that we had were validated because a lot of people had had very very similar if not exactly the same experiences so knowing that there were things that were on brand things that had been documented numerous times, and also a couple of things that were interesting and not necessarily. It it was kind of cool to have that shared experience. Over the course of the evening, we heard numerous footsteps. Everyone was accounted for in the same room, like while we were cooking and eating dinner and hanging out, everybody was in the same room, and we would hear someone upstairs. Floorboards would creak, more doors would close, and... It was funny because anytime something like that would happen, we'd all get quiet and listen for a minute and then it would just stop and be like, okay, well, that's a thing. And at one point, we're all sitting in the living room. No one's walking around. No windows or doors are open or anything like that. We're just sitting around chatting and we hear a door slam upstairs. And when I tell you this was not just like, oh, a door closed, hmm, I wonder if that was a a shift of like, you know, air or something like that. No, a door slammed upstairs and literally everyone in the house was sitting around looking at each other. We were all accounted for. There was no way it could have been anybody else. We did not have windows open. We did not have doors open. Like there was there was no airflow in the house to cause it. It just slammed with force. So it also wasn't just like an old door on its hinges, you know, coming closed or whatever. It was loud enough that it sort of, like, made the hairs on your arms stand up and, like, stopped conversation entirely. And then I realized I had left my tarot deck upstairs. I had been saying I was going to pull some tarot for folks. And I had left my tarot deck upstairs. So whatever slammed that door, I was about to have to go up there and face. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, let's do this. So I walked up there. And I get to the top of the stairs and there's a shared bathroom between the main part of the house and the creator suite, which is where all of my stuff was. And I had been warned that there was potentially an entity that was tied to a typewriter just inside the door of Inspiration House and that this entity was known to close doors occasionally and pace back and forth in the area, which was cool. So I figured, well, if somebody did it, it was probably that entity. And I walked in, and in the bathroom that basically serves as the go-between, I smelled cigar smoke, which no one smokes in that house, and no one there had been smoking a cigar, most assuredly. But it was very definitely a sweet cigar, and an odd smell, because there was nothing that I could find in the house that smelled like that at all. Not an incense, not a soap, not a lotion, nothing. Could not find it and I smelled it and I stopped and then the door clicked open and I was like okay and I went in and I got my tarot cards and I came back through the way that I had come up and the smell was gone just gone so like if it was something it was it was not something that I had had time to acclimatize to and if it was something that was attached to you know a towel or an article of clothing or something like that it would have still been there but it was just gone so i come back downstairs and i tell my friends about what i experienced and apparently i was not the first to have smelled the cigar smoke now it was in a similar location that this was smelled it was in that front room upstairs of the creator suite but I had not heard discussion of anybody having smelled cigar smoke at that point. But I was not the only one who experienced it at completely different times. So we we noted that one for the record. However, on a funny note, later that evening, before we were all breaking to go to bed, etc., we were out on the porch upstairs, talking, hanging out. It was a beautiful night. The, the temperature was just perfect. And we were just standing around chatting before... We were planning to to go to bed, but I will say that we were admittedly a little bit jumpy from all of the stuff that had happened. So I was standing to where my side and peripheral vision were to the door back inside. Kat was standing where she was facing it. And then two of our other friends were standing with their backs to the door. And we were all just standing there talking. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the door opens with force and a shadow appears. And we all startle and one of my friends basically leapt over to behind cat somehow it was like she learned to levitate turns out it was only one of our other friends coming out the door and he was silhouetted with the light from inside but we all thought for a full second that a full-ass body apparition had opened that door with a purpose and that we had no idea what was gonna happen so it was a lot of fun both investigating and documenting but getting a little freaked out there is one more day left which means that i am going to pause the spooky stories of inspiration house here for the week and wrap it up next week so stay tuned the best part i promise you is yet to come but that is my spooky story for the week our listener story this week comes again from spooky friend of the show 13 and i'm excited to read this one haven't read it yet but the title is Stars Wrapped in Honey. And Thirteen writes, Out on a large 20-acre patch of swamp, my friends and I play LARP, live-action role-playing games. Trees tower above us, reaching for sunlight that rarely reaches the dirt below. In the last year, a group of us have gone out to the property to do some socially distancing hangout and tending to the property, taking down dead trees, cleaning up piles of leaves, and opening the canopy so that for the first time in decades, grass might grow. One night, while out late on the lands, I plugged in my headset, wandered off to a secluded spot away from the conversation, and participated in the online connection ritual. It is a common trait in my life that when I attend rituals, my spirit has a habit of going about doing whatever else it might want rather than what it's supposed to be doing. In the soft glow of the barely visible moon amongst a clouded sky, I positioned myself two trees facing two others about ten yards away that reflected them. They leaned towards one another like a gateway, and as my mind softly pulled into the ritual mindset, I started to see tiny specks of light beyond the trees I was looking at. Not lights of others in the connection ritual, but actual lights. Given the nature of the LARP, the lands were active with a great many things and are rarely are they very pleasant beings. I have been on that property off and on for nearly twenty years and have never witnessed such a light phenomenon. They almost reminded me of willow-the-wisps, floating about but without the descriptor of flame. I noted the lights and moved on after the ritual, not mentioning it to anyone else. A few weeks later, we were back on the lands, burning more fallen trees, cleaning up things tending to a previously neglected land, and I saw a friend place honey into a small dish he had tucked into a tree. Suddenly, everything clicked. You see, in this renovation of the land, a very old and sacred tree had been taken down. For while it was one of many trees, it held a great many memories of the game that had been played around it, and it was THE tree that had stories told about it. My friends don't have a lot of experience with witchcraft or anything, but they felt that by cutting down this tree, it might have angered something, and they wanted to make sure to appease the spirits of the land. What I believe happened was that the multiple tucked away trays of offerings invited some type of fae-like spirits back to a place they hadn't been in decades. I honestly started laughing when I found out as it explained my experience, and I do hope that in their attempt to appease the land that it might bring good luck to the people who wish to play. That is awesome. Um, I have seen those lights. I have seen those lights a couple of times, actually, in my life, in very different circumstances and with different sets of people in different places. I have also noted that I only tend to see them like that when I am around someone that I have a suspicion might be tied to the Fae in some way. But I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's really, really cool. I have never talked to anybody... Other than the people who were present for the couple of experiences that I've had, outside of that, I've never actually talked to anybody who else who has seen them. So that's really neat. That's a really cool story. I like, I like their respect. It's funny because you say that they don't really have any experience in witchcraft or anything like that. And yet, they went with their gut instinct and did something that seems to be pretty cool, honestly. That's, that's very cool. Thank you for sharing this story. This is, this is a wonderful story and a nice turn of events from a couple of the real creepy ones that we've had recently. So I appreciate you for that. Thirteen, it is always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And that is our listener story for the week. Which brings us to our witchy tip for the week. And this week we are drawing a contemplation card. And the contemplation card this week is intention. Intention. Oh, that's a good one. I highly recommend that if you are the journaling type, that you write this down and see what you come up with. What is intention to you? What do you think it means in your life right now? If it is something that is more unfamiliar, what do you think that it might could be applied to? Where do you think that you could focus your intention or hone your intention? I know personally that intention is very important to me. And I was one of the kids who never liked the fact that perception was nine tenths of reality. I felt that the intent behind something should be more important. And I still feel that way. I try actively in my life to take intention into consideration. In addition, intention is a very important part of will working and psychic ability and energy, because without intention, Where would we know how to direct our will? Without intention, things can get messy. Things can go awry. You can lose sight of what's important. You can fall off the path, as it were. It can be a lot of things to a lot of people. So I encourage you to look and see and maybe journal or share on the Facebook group what intention is to you or what it is in your life right now. I will probably be doing a bit of journaling myself, to be perfectly honest and transparent, because that's a good one. I'm feeling that one today. So what is your intention? How do you apply your intention and your will? I would love to hear about it. But that is our witchy tip for the week. As always, the social media links and link to the contemplation cards will be in the episode description. And I always need spooky listener stories, you guys. We are Getting a few each week. Well, getting one each week, basically. It's enough to keep us going. But you know, I always love hearing from you guys. I know that things might be crazy right now. I would love to eventually do an all-listener story episode. Like, I would just love to sit down and read nothing but listener stories for you guys. But we'll need more listener stories for that. Which means, if you have a spooky story that you would like me to share on the podcast please send it to thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com. Short, long, doesn't matter. You know I love them all. And I am looking forward to hearing from you. As I'm sure longtime listeners are aware, and if you are new, welcome. I hope we get to see you again next week. That brings us to the end of our episode for this week. And I must implore you, my dearest, darlingest, spookiest friends, Do not forget to keep living that spooky life and I will talk to you next week. Bye.